you're doing some work doing a little little art project yeah i'm doing um a picture of my cats for my mom or my mom's like my family's cats that's very cute dude thanks man yeah hell yeah you mind if i work a little bit while we while we pod i don't care sweet how's your work today uh i just did a side job i went to some lady's house and fixed her toilet Mm-hmm. It's alright. I was in either like forty minutes. Oh. Wasn't bad. I've been working on the basement. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to put a bed down here. Right. I went to Panda Express. It's not that good. Yeah, I feel like that. That doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're all right. I really want to get a flat top grill just for my house. Oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a fucking good call, boy. I've seen people get um it's like a um it's like a flat top grill that fits over like four burners if you have a burner stove and it's got yeah. lip on the side so mm-hmm. like the grease stays in it. That probably works all right. But, you know, to have like the whole counter, you have like just like a restaurant style flat top grill. Yeah, yeah, you know, chopping you up cheesesteaks. Burgers. Yeah. You should do that, man. You should start to put a poppy store in your house. Uh, when I was younger, I definitely thought that, you know, maybe I would pick up the spatula and eventually become a hibachi chef. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are the hibachi type. Yeah. Because you're a showman. That's what it is. Throwing <laughs> 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 little shrimps in people's mouth. Yeah, ooh, I'm really good at catching stuff in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I got some, got something for you to catch, pal. <laughs> my asshole. I keep saying that. No one likes when I say that. What my asshole? <laughs> yeah, I just keep going my ass. My friend Andy that I lived with in New York, he was this Irish guy. So probably is actually. Yeah. He always say suck my ass, and that really stuck with me. That's a good one. That's why. <laughs> it's like more disrespectful, but also less offensive than. Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gender discriminatory. I never uh, been a hibachi. That's pretty good. Yeah. It seems like I don't know. I'm afraid of fire and shit. They do this shit where they make the fire go all high. Oh uh, yeah. You know. That's not for everybody. I'll tell you that's that. not. That's not for. That's not for the 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 faint of heart. Yeah. Imagine I go out to uh, hibachi with like friends and family at like some type of like some type of graduation dinner or some shit, and I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I pass out because the guy lit the onions on fire. Um, at a lot of the places, um, you get like they'll like throw a shrimp into your mouth. Yeah. And if you catch it, they'll like throw you another one, which. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, like that is one of the most debasing jobs of all time to just throwing like, shrimp in people's mouth, shrimp into people's mouths. But if well, you no, get, yeah. if you catch it, you feel like throw another one. So yeah. I would, like, man, if I got up there, I would get unlimited shrimp. You just eat twenty-five shrimp. Well, it's, def- it's definitely not unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for yeah. It'll definitely be like, and your bill is two hundred dollars. <laughs> You ate 400 grilled shrimp back-to-back. It's a record. There's a lot of interesting shrimp-related lore surrounding Pimp C. Really? Yeah. So, obviously, he has that line about eating so many shrimp, he gets iodine poisoning. (laughs) One time, 
I think the only time he admits to, to having cried in his life is when his mom had a freezer full of shrimp, like a hundred pounds of shrimp and the freezer broke. And so it all went bad. And so he shed yeah. some real man tears. MC is the greatest guy of all time. Yeah. Have you ever heard the interview where he's, he's like calling up the radio in Atlanta and saying, Oh, you tell them that they're not the South. <laughs> yeah. He's like, cause they're in a different time zone. I'm a different time zone. I mean, you can't really argue with that. It's like time cube theory. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched that interview a couple of times because he also goes in a great, ra- a great rant about how Atlanta rappers are gay. <laughs> like them, he's like them boys. They down there in the car with that boy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like, but then he makes he makes the point that he's not homophobic. He's just like, I don't like people who are fake. <laughs> Which is, I don't know. He's kind of right. Don't be fake. Be yourself. You know. Out here pretending to be somebody you're not. You ever pretend to be somebody you're not? Yeah. Is there a dirt bike Noah phase? No. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna start pretending to be a plumber though, so I can make work a man. Work a man cooking. We're cooking this fun. You think outside the box. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all into Steve now, big Steve. I'm still thinking this into Steve Lemonier. Levimonier. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Levimonier. Even I after he says it. The title card with his copyright every video. Yeah, I love that guy, dude. He used to do, at the beginning of each video, be like, he had a sponsor. He'd be like, for quality testers, go to qualitytesters.com. Testers, yeah. <laughs> the best quality testers in the whole goddamn world. <laughs> He's a man. I was talking to uh, Isabella about how I'm afraid to end up like Steve. <laughs> to just be alone with my dog and like my kids don't speak to me and like you know s- multiple times separated from women I once cared about and I'm just you know meal prep <laughs> <laughs> meal prep little little pork shoulder you know yeah, he has so much food in those videos he does too much but then he's like this is a week so like you gotta figure he's eating that every meal oh yeah he's like this is he puts <laughs> two, two like five pound plastic packages of uncased sausage uh-huh. two pork tenderloins a beef uh-huh. biscuit uh-huh. And, like five sausage links and he like nestles them in under the meat he's yeah. like very like Not particular he, like, yeah that meat around yeah he doesn't fuck around with the <laughs> with the heat with the heat service or the high blood pressure he probably has <laughs> yeah and so, yeah, he, he eats that in a week. He's had in a week. That's what I mean. Like, he's like breakfast, lunch, maybe not breakfast, but definitely lunch and dinner. Yeah. Because you watch the one video, he's like, all right, well, I ran out of that stuff from last week. And it's like, wait, hold up. <laughs> you, ate 20, <laughs> you ate 20 pre-prep meals of, uh, I guess, Boston gumbo is what it could, it could be. Northeast gumbo. Yeah. Alyssa and I both noticed, though, that he always... He'll mix everything together when he cooks it, and then he'll separate literally every part of it. Yeah, he's probably OCD, dude. Yeah. Do I used to do, I used to do weird shit with food. I used to take I used to take all of the chocolate off the Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. I would bite the corners off and shit, and bite, and then there would be no chocolate, and I would just eat the wafer. And that's what it's like to be a plumber. That's what it's like to be a fucking plumber, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, Mo. Yeah. This it is, Mo. Thanks for having me in the fucking the family Zoom last night, by the way. It wasn't my decision. I thought Isabella let you in. Yeah, she let me in, but you guys offered to bring me in before. 
<laughs> you guys have said something before, like they they would love if you popped in, and they did love it. So I'm, I felt good <laughs> when I started lifting the weights, <laughs> and it was, huh? Were you nervous at all? Nah, not really. I mean, it was it was the worst that was gonna happen? But like maybe, I feel like I would if I dropped into like a Zoom call of another family, I would be like. That's my whole thing, though. My whole thing is popping in on people's lives and having and being like, "What's up, guys? It's sweet." Though. Then I leave. Then they, no one ever sees me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great group of folks. So shout out to the, I guess the two family clan. There's two different. The Hatsukami see Hatsukamis. Yeah. Big ups. Big up. Yeah, shout out to the Sundays. You know what? Maybe one day that should be that's hell in a cell too, right there. <laughs> the entire Hatsukami. The entire Hatsukami yeah. Sunday night family Zoom call. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sleep dog. Sleep dog. That's big awesome. fucking sleep dog, dude. What's that? I said big fucking sleep dog, man. That's so cool that she thought of that nickname. I really like it. She's a genius. She like a doctor or something? <laughs> Yeah, she's a she's a very very good doctor. Damn. She's a, um, hello, man. Osteopathy <laughs> or some shit. Holoteringologist. There's too many types of doctors. It's an ENT. Yeah. I wish doctors are like the doctor was almost was all also my dentist and he also cut my hair. I wish it was like that. Yeah. You know. That'd be nice. Back when things were back when times were simple, you know, old west Wyoming, me on a cattle farm. I think we drove through Wyoming on the way back from Seattle. Yeah, I I heard that's like a state that's like beautiful, but only for like three hours. Yeah, driving back from the west, just the same. This is like beautiful, beautiful, and then flat, 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 and then you're in Ohio and you're basically back in Pennsylvania. Respect. Back in Pens- good old Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Drive through Allentown. <laughs> cool signs. Yeah. I can't believe you guys drove back. Didn't you guys buy like a uh, like a beater car to like... Not even a beater, dude. It was It's a 2014 Subaru. Really? Yeah. This nigga's getting money out here. <laughs> niggas getting money out here say yeah i went to wrx so i'm doing a little cross-country trekking me and my, me and me and my babe we're going cross-country trekking so i need that four-wheel drive yeah it's got all-wheel drive savage about to go climb the mountain that bitch i don't even know the difference to be honest yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know about cars my friends always assume i know shit because i'm a plumber and i'm like i don't i barely know this Oh, I was actually about to ask you some help with drawing the lines on the floor and painting. Yeah. It's hard. I spent like an hour last night just like painting over and over trying to get the lines straight. And now I realize I can like mix two paints together Damn. and put it over the tape so it's like a little gradient. I'm yeah. really learning with every stroke. You're really a talented artist, man. That's really nice. Oh, thanks, man. Alyssa said that too. And I have a hard time taking that seriously. Not She's also a great artist. Well, it's, you know, it's like art is one of those things that I super appreciate every every compliment. Yeah. But but you're like, this sucks. I spent like so <laughs> little time painting that like 
Yeah. And, and I know, like, from my own process that, like, like, I just try something and it works because there's so much you can try in art. Yeah. And, it works. and I think it's, like, I also, like, I don't know, I, I put a, a lot <laughs> of the painting. Yeah. When I don't, I feel like I make myself out to be someone who wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it is, like, poisoned by irony, but it's fun for me to just, like, try something. Try something is good for your brain, artistic process. It's yeah. relax, it's relaxing. Look at you, man. You look like you're in a good. You look like you're in a good space right now. Yeah, I felt really good because I uh, I went for a run today. Damn, dude, <laughs> you're a whole new guy. I don't even know you anymore. I went to Grey's Musique the other day, and I tried yeah. to. I just I tried a trick that usually I would have decently well and like would not bust my ass on. But you were like, oh, I'm out of shape. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I fell down like looking over my shoulder, and there's like five feet between me and the ground. And I like I fall down. I try to like kick out with my feet, but instead, yeah. like my leg just goes like bent all the way back to my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, uh, that's a bad job, bro. You just, yeah, it was a bad. We're getting we're getting too old for falls for slams like that. Yeah, it's like you get uh, upwards of 25, and it's like I feel like shit. <laughs> this is this is pain. <laughs> Yeah, but then when you're like 15 and you're skating you're like you definitely like fuck yourself up to the point where like a normal person shouldn't be walking you're like i could i'm gonna skate for the rest of the day yeah <laughs> skate till 2 a.m i don't care you know <laughs> off of one gatorade and a, a, right. a chocolate dutch filled with reggie <laughs> and, and cheese frost <laughs> cheese frost from the chinese store <laughs> getting all these things i can't have anymore yeah, I mean, dog, I can't have a mirror. You think I'm I'm chained in my body, man. Damn. I'm trapped. I'm trapped in this shell of a what used to be a cool guy. I can't eat. You know, my, my sleep schedule is all fucked up. My back hurts. You know? And that's life, man. And it just gets worse until we die. <laughs> it just gets worse until we fucking die. <laughs> nah, but everything's going all right, I guess. Yeah. I told you, uh, I told you guys, uh, well, I told you guys when it happened, but I brought it up again, how Aaliyah beat everybody at Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so proud of her, Doug. I just wanted to give Aaliyah a special shout out on the podcast for, awesome. for, to for torching our ass. It wasn't even close. <laughs> there was no way to come back. <laughs> she just, <laughs> she just like got ahead a little bit and then just, she went on a tear. She didn't win a single game, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> She kind of got lucky, not lucky, but she just like was like she just was she played it the way she played the game with no honor. Let's just say that she was stealing coins, you know, <laughs> she's poisoning people to la just to laugh. She's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm a poison. She's like, I'm a poison you, James. He's crying. <laughs> He's pissed. Yeah. So I know, man. Kids are great. <laughs> It's gonna be our new thing. We're just gonna play. We're every Saturday. We're just gonna play Mario Party till 12, 12 at night. That sounds awesome. Mario Party is awesome, dude. I wish uh, Corona wasn't a thing, so I could just go to my, pop up in my friend's house with the Switch. You know, dude, that'd be awesome. Not, it's, it's never gonna happen, man. COVID sucks. I'm just well. I've like, I've like, I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't hung out with people, but I definitely, I do masking gloves and shit. You know, I do masking gloves. Or mask. I do like mask um, and outside if we're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, outside and mask if we're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's especially tough in the winter because it's like this is oddly enough in Philadelphia, this is the time of the year where you hang out with people the most because there's nothing to do. There's nothing to fucking do. So you just go to your boy's house. You're there all you're there for six hours. You know? Yeah, you just hang out until your fingers can't move and then it's cold and you gotta go home. It's cold because your boy doesn't have heat in his house. (laughs) (laughs) So you go back home (laughs) to a place where the heat was off all day because you weren't home. So now you're just still cold. (laughs) You're (laughs) You're just still fucked up. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Uh... It is Panda Express is not good. I really regret it. It was only ten dollars though, so you get what you pay for. It's a really good deal. I, I mean, but I can go to. That's the thing about living in like a hood is like, I mean, it's not quote unquote good food, but you can just go to any like bulletproof glass Chinese store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with seven dollars, get one of the best meals. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be good every time. You're kind of rolling the dice, but then it's just like, damn, they really fucked. They really fucked up this fried rice today. They really yeah. did a good job. <laughs> I kind of miss Lee's. Yeah, shout out to Lee's. Yeah. They're the staple in the fucking yeah. yeah. Shout out to being drunk in Brewery Town. General Sounds tofu. Yeah. Oh, they got the tofu over there. Yeah. Niggas is fancy. Niggas is getting money. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Mary's mom. I, when I was over there, she was sometimes just to get a tofu delivery in a bucket. Some guy would just bring, he just delivers tofu to everybody. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Initial D? The, oh, the the anime? Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know if there was an anime, but they made There was a movie, too. There they was made like a, a live action movie, and it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. The whole thing is edited with these, like, just weird like slow motion and like yeah and really over the top and shit over the top, and it's so fucking good that's how i've been realizing lately like i used to think that i like like smart movies and like all the things that made me think or like stuff that was really well made but i think i just like stuff that's actually entertaining you know yeah it's like manchester by the sea is a great movie but there's no way you could tell me that it's more entertaining than Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's the best movie of all damn time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Drift. I really like the Denzel Washington, Tony Scott movies. What the fuck? Like Man on but, Fire? Man on Fire. Man on Fire is sick. If you go a little bit deeper, Training Day. Oh, Training Day, of course. Great of course. movie, but it... I think it ages really poorly. Oh, of course. It, it's in a way that's hilarious. So he yes. calls, he calls, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke. He's like, poo butt ass. <laughs> then you go even deeper. You go to Unstoppable, which came out in like 2009. And it's yeah. In, Is that the train one? Yeah. And they try to, the, it's basically a train that um, goes off the rails because Randy from, uh, my name is Earl. Forget to Hell yeah. check the switch. And then they just, every five, ten minutes, they just raise the stakes. So they're like, okay, train on the loose. Okay, there's like a field trip of children on the train. Oh, and then one car down, there's this toxic chemical. And then another car down, there's <laughs> another toxic chemical. And if it combusts with the other toxic chemical, then the it's entire... A, it's a nuke. Explode. Yeah, it's a nuke, essentially. Hell yeah. So... Like, 60 minutes into the movie, they have people shooting at... They have, like, the National Guard shooting at the train, trying to stop it. 
They get it to stop with bullets? Yes. It's a very American thing to do. Helicopters flying just like five feet above the train. And it's like going through trees and shit. It is a wild movie. Yeah. Those are the best movies, man. It's so good. I'm going to watch that. One of my favorite movies is fucking the Star Wars movie, Solo. (laughs) It's just stupid. Weird, man. Solo is the best Star Wars. It's one of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. It's up there with like Die Hard with a Vengeance for me. Because it kind of cuts out, I mean, it, 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 it like it like baby feeds all the Star Wars nerds, like the things that they like to see, but it's packaged and just like, the, it's all action. There's almost no dialogue. <laughs> There's almost no speaking in the movie. And then... There's a lot of this weird, it's like very, it's, so they parted ways with George Lucas, but I think one thing that they kept was the weird like interstitial dialogue that's just buried in the mix. Yeah. Like... That you can't really hear, but obviously they wrote it out to be like, a droid says this in in the distance. So they had yeah. all these jokes like that, and it was like in um, when they had the pod racing scene in the prequels. Yeah, and like the the pods are racing at like four hundred fifty miles an hour through the sand. Yeah, and you can still hear all of the like they're uh, talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're talking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hollywood is so dumb, man. They don't know how they got to get us in there, man. So we can make our we can make our our bro, our bro action movie about yeah. being about being dudes. I guess we just make that movie pain and gain, but with guns. <laughs> like I'm I'm lifting weights and then I got a machine gun. Yeah, I mean, it'd be better than like. I don't know. 85% of what put out now. I have no interest in seeing movies. I have no interest in seeing new movies. There's so many, there's already so many good movies. Yeah. There's too many. How about this? There's too many good movies. You know, instead of, so uh, instead of ever going to the theater or buy, watching a new movie, you could just uh, download the Criterion Collection app and just watch whatever they got. You know? Yeah. Just watch that. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Japanese and Korean movies. Yeah, why do you think that is? Well, it's just, it's refreshing to, and I mean, very interesting to explore art that's outside of the American lens and shit. Yeah, exactly. Because so much of, I mean, I guess every culture does this, but so much of American, like, film and media is just really good propaganda. (laughs) It's just brainwashing. You know, cops are good. We never, we never on the bad side of history. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a war, we're the good guys. We're always the good guys. We're always the good guys, which is impossible. Everybody's wrong at some point. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You know, except for me, I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'll never apologize. I'm never gonna fucking apologize because that's lame, dude. Real dudes, real dudes don't do that. As as the ultimate dude, as sweet dog, you know, living it, living in his mom's basement, lifting dumbbells, Never setting up a it. setting up a punching bag, playing Nintendo Switch with my kids. The ultimate dude, <laughs> ultimate man, fucking the genius, the super badass genius that is sweet dog. You'll never, you'll never see me do that shit, man. There's a couple things you never see me doing: apologizing, uh, uh drinking enough water. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to drink water. Nah, I'll be drinking water. I drink water. I fuck with I love McConan. You remember him? Yeah. What? He got blackballed for calling Drake gay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Called Drake gay, and then all of a sudden it was like, what happened to McConan? 
<laughs> See a <laughs> shadow man. Yeah, he has some hits too, dude. Did he do wrist? Yeah, he did do wrist with Key. Yeah, <laughs> with Key and Father. Yeah, it's a banger. It's a fucking banger. You know who's a good artist, man? That guy Zach Fox. I don't know too much about him. His, he's like, a, he was, I mean, he is a comedian or whatever, but like, I guess like he started doing like comedy songs like, a, I want to say like a year ago. He had a mm-hmm. song called like Square Up. It's about like fist fights and putting the guns down and fighting. And then like, I guess since quarantine started, he started like making more music and shit. And like each song you hear him put out gets better and better and shit. That's awesome. Superhead. Yeah, it's really good. And he put out this playlist of like called Internet People on Spotify. And it has like all these like all, a lot of like nobodies, people who just like are only known through like weird avenues of like Twitter and I guess it, the Atlanta music scene. And that's where I found out that remember that song I was telling you about the other day that I just can't stop listening to by this guy named Four Five Four. Oh yeah, you sent it to the. Group I sent chat. it to multiple group chats. I sent it to multiple people multiple times. I think it's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Nice. <laughs> it's very fucking good. I'm appreciating all the people who are like able to create during such strenuous times, you know. Yeah. Thirty million unemployed, four hundred thousand people dead. That's crazy. I just looked up the numbers for the first time in a while last night. <laughs> it jumps at weird points. I remember it went from like thirty to like eighty in like three weeks. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. You know. Cause motherfuckers think that shit is a joke, man. Yeah. And like whatever. You don't have to think that you're invincible, you know. Yeah. To get to get to get checked, get, to get G checked by good old Rona. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> really stupid about it. I'm really sick. I posted this in the group chat, but I'm just really sick of seeing people be no mind to COVID and at parties. <laughs> parties. <laughs> the party <laughs> shit is wild. Yeah. There's this natural thing I used to do where I used to like see someone I know and um, then be in a very obviously not COVID safe situation. And I would do like the mental work to like figure out, oh, maybe they're doing this, maybe like they got tested or something. But now it's like, why do I do that? Like, cause like you, you want to have faith in the fabric of humanity. <laughs> you want to, yeah. you want to believe in people. Yeah. I think I've been sort of going back and forth between like how bad things are, but also realizing i don't know if i'm doing anybody any favors by being like this isn't possible stop being a dickhead yeah something a dickhead because you really need people to be optimistic in some ways but people like not care i I definitely think there's a way for us to get back to some sense of normalcy while still being safe so like you know, maybe going to the after-hour spot isn't a good idea. There's 50 people in there. There's no masks. People are dancing and sharing drinks off each other. But, like, if you want to start slowly integrating with your friend circle and going over to their house, it's like, I, I'm open for that. Because that, make, that makes more sense to hang out with literally, like, five people. Especially when a lot of people aren't working. It's like some of these people are just home all day. <laughs> or, they, or they work from home. And it's like, if you know that you're safe, yeah, go see your boy, you know, if you're if you're taking care of yourself. But don't be like rolling the dice with everyone's fucking health, you know, so you can go uh, drink, drink uh, lemon apple Ciroc at a shitty club. 
Yeah, as you know, I just this could just be me being a little bit self-centered, but like I'm really like I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being socially distanced. <laughs> and I'm lucky to be renting a place that has like a pretty big backyard. Yeah, it's good to sit out there. And I'm seeing a lot of Alyssa, which is really nice because it would be yeah. a lot harder to be alone for sure. You but, guys don't you guys don't live together? Well, she has a couple more months on her lease. On her lease. We live like catty corner, basically. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'm just like I'm I'm ready to continue to socially distance. Like I'm I'm not going over to people's houses and hanging out inside or anything. Like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> when it gets nice, it will be nice to like again sit in someone's. But I'm not like if I go somewhere or if I'm like thinking about going somewhere and they rattle off ten names, it's like I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. I'm never gonna go. I went I went to the thing, I went to the funeral and stuff for my aunt. And that was such a str- and I and I took a bunch of pictures and the pictures I took my mask off, but I was masked up. People were looking at me like I was crazy. It was like, you know, my uncle died from that shit. I'm not fucking around. Yeah. And it, I mean, and that's that's one type of thing where it really sucks. Like my grandma's about to die. And it's like uh, on the one good end, our, her, my side of family with her is not that big. But it's just like it, it does suck to not be able to be close to people, you know just like the way you would when you lose literally the head of your family (laughs) (laughs) the fucking matriarch of your family i was i I, I took my kids to go see her uh and they were like standing at the door or whatever and we were talking to her and i was like you know if she never moved up from savannah georgia none of us would be here (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy to think you know like my my great aunt had uh 70 grandchildren no. Right? Isn't that crazy? She had four kids, twenty grandchildren, forty great greats, forty greats. No, four kids, twenty grandchildren, forty greats, and then like another ten great greats. You know, and that's one person. She she had four kids. It wasn't like she had a, like ten. <laughs> four fucking kids. That's the fucking. And not to mention, like she also was responsible. She also was basically the grandma to me and a bunch of like my sib like my uh my sibling my siblings and a bunch of other people who just called her grandma and nana <laughs> it's like over a hundred people <laughs> That's crazy. That's i know dude yeah huge yeah my uh my great-grandfather his mom mom barlow the barlows are a family in north philly they've been around for years or whatever she died a long time ago she died before i was born but apparently when she died not only did they fill up the church beyond capacity, there was also people outside. There were like 4,000 people outside. She had like 10 kids, 10, 12 kids or something like that. Maybe more than that. I think she had like 15 kids, <laughs> you know. So they, she just gave birth to an entire neighborhood, essentially. <laughs> and then, you know, that shit's wild. I don't I don't know if I ever had that type of impact, you know, not, not just from like having kids, but like that I could touch that many people to where when I die, you know. 5,000 people show up to North Philly <laughs> for my Janazza. You know a lot of people. I do you know a lot of people. You and Darian know a shit ton of people. I'm not that close with everybody, though. You know? Okay. Like, I don't really have, 
the people that I talk to every day or see every day, even before COVID and shit, I'm kind of like by myself, just float. Again, float like the family Zoom thing. I pop in, I say, what's up? Oh, it's nice to see you, sweet dog. You know, I might not pop in that family Zoom call for months. Who knows? You know? You speak, huh? Huh? you speak to God every day? Nah. Me and him are tight. He knows my deal. <laughs> he knows what's good with me. I have been considering getting, like, really back into, like, faith and practicing Islam and shit. But to be honest, I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really just don't. At the end of the day, I just don't feel like it. Like I, f- I feel like at points in my life where it was really good for me, there was also points in my life where it was like not good for my morality or my, you know, my sense of self. But the praying is fun. I will give them that. They got the best praying of all religions because <laughs> they're shoulder to shoulder with everybody. It's completely not COVID safe at all. <laughs> I have to say, um, the times that I felt really close to Judaism have been the times that I've been in an orthodox style service and in so in israel it means something a little bit different because most of the shuls there are orthodox yeah uh, in prayer style and the, the thing that i don't like about them is that some of the actual orthodox communities will have separate men and women sections which i think is yeah separate. but the actual yeah. like I think there is something profound that I've tapped into before, which is being shoulder to shoulder, like chanting, not so much singing, but like chanting and sometimes singing. Yeah, reciting the shit with your boys. (laughs) I think think there has to be some like, there's so many uh, different Muslim influences and Arabic speaking cultural influences on Israel because it is right there um, yeah <laughs> that i just think i think that's interesting that like yeah just having like a a mass of people together who are all like communicating with themselves through prayer because that's yeah that's how i see it more it's not yeah like you speaking to god unless it is for you, you know, I don't know. yeah but I've, i haven't tapped into that in a long time because it's i don't know it's weird like, I went to a, a Jewish school and, like, I uh, went to synagogue every day. And I just had, it's, it's weird not being around all those institutions that, like, the synagogue that I went to, the school I went to, and, like, my family, because yeah, you have to re-figure out what your connection is to... To God, dude. To God, or even to, like... To yourself. Religious community. Yeah, and to, and to yourself, of course. You give up a part of yourself, man, when you when you are a part of organized faith in a way that almost doesn't make sense because like you just say well these are the rules for my life these are and a lot of them make sense it's like you sit here and you're like yeah this is the way that i want to live but then really it is what it comes down to is like the old world is such a scary place like you hear shit from people in these places and you see the way they treat each other and you're like well this isn't i don't like this at all (laughs) i don't like this shit at all and like whatever like i left i stopped being a christian as a kid because i didn't i didn't like the way people treated each other inside the church not let alone people outside of the church but i didn't i didn't like the weird like almost like class warfare and like weird political shit like the politics inside of a place of worship mm-hmm. sucks ass that's like when i got into islam i wasn't really uh 
I wasn't really going to services that much. I would just go to pray. It was like praying was cool. And then I would just go home, <laughs> walk, pray, don't say any walk, go walk there, don't say anything to anybody other than Asalaamu Alaikum, pray, leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, there are two things that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, one is that, oh, fuck, I forgot the first one. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, oh, actually, I remember it now. One is that you don't need to go the route of religion to get a lot of what I think are the social and like cultural and knowledge-based benefits of religion. So like atheism is a perfectly sound system of belief and like there are all kinds of like agnosticism and yeah. atheism that that explain the world with the information available. So I don't think that religion is necessary in that sense. And um, maybe some of that, like that side of religion where it's about inculcating like values of openness or um, caring about your community, like it's not necessary for that. There are also a lot of ways. Yeah, like I said, there are a lot of ways to get to those, to those values and they're person dependent and I think every culture has a form of like, or so many cultures, religious, national, um, you know, indigenous, all kinds of cultures have different practices of like community appreciation and like yes, sir. selfless service. And the other thing is that um, any religion, any belief system, whether it's religious or not, I think can be very durable and elastic and it can be what you want it to be at least that's how i feel about judaism so i really don't i don't pay much mind to the actual commandments necessarily but (laughs) if you're in conversation with them i think that's also that's also pretty significant religious practice yeah so yeah buddy it's like not following the rules I'm a I'm in the I'm in the church of games now. I'm just focused on lifting weights. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get out of academic corner. We gotta get out of academic corner. Not because it's not a good conversation, but I'm I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I really know what I'm talking about. I've been uh I definitely feel like it, especially with all the stuff that's happened with me in the past like since you know, a couple of months, two or three months, and just like maybe if I had that structure of like uh going to the masjid and stuff i would deal better with my emotional shit and not let it spill out into like me drinking too much or me you know may or may not spending 400 dollars on gucci slippers and shit like that like maybe i <laughs> maybe i could make better sound decisions if i'm like thinking stuff through maybe i mean you know i don't know i just think you can get it from religion if it works for you but like I'm just gonna go to therapy. I'm gonna go. I'm trying to get a therapist that looks like Dr. Melfi, and I'm gonna dress up like Tony Soprano. <laughs> we go to the Instagram Tony Soprano style, and I'm just gonna buy all the clothes that I see Tony wearing. You know, cool. I bet he wears really expensive shit in that. Show. He really, he really does. You should check out the Instagram. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, and then some people have the some people have his outfits from the set. They have his shit. You know, I know. I'm just gonna be. I'm. I'm Tony. The long, long story short, I'm Tony Soprano. <laughs> I am Tony. And I'm constantly battling with my own morality and human elements, and trying to suppress those to be successful. 
but the truth is I can't be successful without be, without being human and being a real person. What a rich, multi-layered text. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the greatest show of all time. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> but that's how that that I we were friends before that, but that's like kind of where our friendship kind of took a, a big leap. Is from literally just sharing Sopranos memes and talk, just talking about the Sopranos over and over again. Through peddling and unfair, cruel stereotypes. <laughs> really rude and <laughs> just being racist to Italians. <laughs> to the Italians in our lives, shout out to Alex. Just <laughs> you know, do it being so wild that he has to stop. He had to, he suppressed his accent. You think he doesn't have a a Philly Italian accent? <laughs> really? It's in his blood, dude. Probably when he gets mad, it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me and my Philly accent, my black Philly accent. It only comes out when I'm mad. You know? When I get mad, I start to get re- really red in the face, and then that <laughs> lifts up above my head and steam comes out of my <laughs> Yeah, like that lizard, like that lizard from that movie Holes. You know, remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever anybody mentions the movie Holes, I just think of uh, I Can Fix That. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie, dude. I remember Disney used to throw commercials up for that like every 20 minutes. There were just like four straight commercials in a row about that movie. And then they had like a song too. Do you remember they had a song that would come on during commercial break? I didn't have cable. You didn't have cable? No. Mm. I, I didn't always have cable. And uh, mostly when I would go to my, really my great grandma had cable. So whenever I would go to her house, I would just watch cartoons all weekend. My grandparents had cable, but it, like it was a mistake. They didn't mean to put it in. Before. Yeah. Internet. They accidentally did cable too. Yeah, my grandma ended up getting all the channels for like a while. She didn't. <laughs> she had every single fucking channel. Her bill probably was like three hundred dollars back then. Who knows? I mean, that shit is ex- it's expensive now. I can only imagine yeah. what it was like in two thousand. You know. Oh. Uh, yeah. In better times, but I think. Let's. I'll. I'll, I'll reserve uh, judgment on them to just say times. Time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I miss being a kid. Being seven years old, watching Static Shock. Remember, cartoons would come on after, like right after school, like on the WB and shit. Be like Shaolin Showdown, Static Shock. No, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Damn, dude. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> you just had to come home and study. I had to study. I had to practice violin and then piano. Damn, you're just you're just like Ben Shapiro, dude. <laughs> I was that. Although I did take guitar for a while. Okay, you grew up in it. Nah, you play violin. I know you did. <laughs> I actually did. I wish I did. One time when you were drunk, you were doing this a bunch. You were doing this. We were hanging out. You couldn't stop doing that. It would be funny if you just turned into Ben Shapiro. He's like, that's not a fact. That that's not a fact. fact. <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your fucking feelings. Facts care about your feet. I care about feet. I like feet. <laughs> he probably does like feet. He definitely doesn't. It would, no, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to. Whatever. That guy doesn't know how to fuck. I'm just going to guess that right now. His wife has never had a good time in her life. <laughs> That shit with the with the with that Cardi B song. He's like, "What's up with this? What's this whole being wet thing?" Should I ask my doc? And then he's always like, "My doctor wife is like, why you got to keep saying it like that?" Yeah, you know, conservatives are so weird, man. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's weird. They have, like, basically everything they want, so they need to um, <laughs> like, descend into these interminable, like, meaningless debates. About yeah. Culture. They have everything that they put no work in for. <laughs> so many conservative people I know, like, their lives are just filled with, like, nepotism and being things being handed to them, but, like, to them, because they showed up, they're like, I put the work in. I was like, well, you were given a job. You were given a job. You know, your dad gave you a job. He could have been, pay- he could have been paying an adult that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've internalized the American dream or the idea of the American dream so much that they, like, reverse engineered. They started at, if you work hard, you will get a job and you'll go far to... I've gone far and I have a job. That means I worked hard. I mean, it, yo, right. I got into this uh, conversation with like my manager at work one time. This is a, this is like when I first started. This is like when I first realized I wasn't gonna like this guy because we uh, we were having a conversation or whatever, and I'm like, and it, maybe I maybe it was I, maybe it was my fault for going off the rails or something. But I started like ranting a little bit, and I was like, yeah, because you know, like the American dream is a myth; it doesn't really exist or whatever. And he was like, I was like, you know. The idea that you could work from the mailroom to the corner office is like a lie. You know, that's like that's like hitting the lottery. He's like, well, that's not true. I did it twice. <laughs> and uh, come to find out, he's talking about essentially being the manager at Rite Aid, being the store manager at Rite Aid, and then being and then being the manager at this place. And I was like, that's not the that's not the corner. That's not CEO. You're not the CEO. <laughs> do you think you're the ceo if you're the manager at gamestop <laughs> there's no way it's hey, no way you know, of that gamestop of that gamestop you run everything you know you're the one you're the one who makes the schedule you know <laughs> <laughs> you make the schedule so you're the boss man i can't wait to leave this job dude yeah yeah i'm like ready i'm like excited for this year to like for me to fulfill more like whatever it's like in your life you always like are putting stuff off or like being like oh six months from now or a year from now i'm gonna I'm a buy this i'm gonna do this shit but this year i'm just like fuck it i'm just gonna do this right now <laughs> i'm just gonna do it immediately <laughs> you know i'm tired i'm tired of being unhappy with work and with that's a cool water bottle with work with friendships with relationships specifically too Dog's on his way up, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you're getting um, high-profile guests because I feel like you got to get a Patreon and get, like, 1000 Get, like, $5? $5 a month, yeah. Yeah. Or even. Did I have big guests, though? <laughs> I mean, like, you you have guests who have... They got some type of gravitas, yeah. Right. Something. Following. Writer for ridiculousness, internet rapper, <laughs> guy who doesn't rap anymore. <laughs> for a second, I thought that he was in Death Races, but then I was like, "Wait, no, he was not in Death Races." Well, he was a fi- I mean, they went on tour together. Yeah, he's like the unofficial third, mem- fourth member. He's the Capadonna. He is Capadonna. I saw Capadonna live. He's a great performer, dude. <laughs> I bet they all are. You gotta First be off, in, in Wu-Tang Clan. He's tall as shit, too. He's like 6'3". 
they're all tall as shit. They are. Ghostface is tall as shit. Method Man, I saw Method Man too. Method Man is like huge. He's like six three, six four. Method Man is also an incredibly handsome guy. He's like one of those guys who still look young, you know. Mm-hmm. He like probably looks better oh. now than he did in the nineties. Yeah, that was the best rap show I ever went to. I think so. It was, it was Raekwon, it was Capadonna, then Raekwon, then Method Man and Red Man. That's awesome. And Meth and Red were on stage for like no lie, like an hour and a half, two hours. It just wouldn't stop doing songs. I worked with a guy who saw Red Man, and he had these like bright red shoes on, and he was crowd surfing, and someone took them. No, put me down, and just like ran to the guy and like. Punched him in the face. Hell yeah. Who would do some shit like that? <laughs> Rip somebody's shoes off? Yeah. They're bright red shoes. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. I had a pair of bright red boots in high school. People, everybody thought I was gay because I wore bright red boots. They used to make fun of me. <laughs> they used to say some mean shit. Really? I can I can relate because I my feet grew a lot and like I don't know, I like fly shoes. So I got like a pair of dunks and then like they got too small. So like my parents got me another pair of shoes, which, like, yeah. I mean, if they were making fun of me for, like, having... Having big-ass feet. If they were making fun of me for, like, coming from memes or something, that would be one thing. Um, but they would just, like, they would just make fun of me for getting new shoes a lot. And so they had this, like, <laughs> time I came in with a new pair of shoes, and, like, a week after that, they would say to each other, Code 9. Damn. Code 9, because you're getting bull get money out here. <laughs> Annoying your parents by not fitting into your sneakers anymore. <laughs> but, like, what are you talking about they don't fit? I mean, my mom went through that same shit. It was one summer, my one year, my shoe shots grew, like, four times. Yeah. Like, four or five times. And she was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, these are tight. I can't put them on. <laughs> this one kid at my school, his feet got so big, his pay, he got, he got bullied, not bullied, but people would make fun of him because, like, he couldn't he couldn't fit regular shoes anymore. Because <laughs> I, I guess most shoe stores go up to like a size 13 or something like that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. had like a 14. He had like a 14 or a 15. We were like in seventh grade. <laughs> so that's, but he was wearing like shacks and like whatever his parents could find it. I mean, because it's like you can't even find shoes. There's no way you're going to find shoes with big ass feet like that. He, you know what? He's 6'5 now. He's like 6'5, six, 6'6. Six, six. Yeah. I wish I was that tall, dude. So I can play basketball. Yeah, I'm trying to go to the league. Yeah, it's never too late, dude. The NBA loves short white guys. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Pritchard, TJ McConnell. I love TJ McConnell, man. That was my boy. Pick and roll king. Yeah. Where's he playing now? Indiana. A place that really loves white people. It really loves white players. Yeah. But they're good. I actually really like the Pacers. I definitely like um it's it's impossible not to love the um Reggie Miller Pacers. Of course. He's one it's of like the coolest guys. Yeah. He basically told uh, Spike Lee to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he should have. More people should tell Spike Lee to shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's like standing there with his hands on his hips like somebody's like somebody's mom at a little league game. He's like, mm. Mm. <laughs> Come on, ref. <laughs> I mean, I will say it, it did suck when last year when he went to the game and James Dolan would let him go through that door. He always go because he like talked shit to James Dolan or some shit. So like he goes to a special door, like a secret door. 
And then they were like, nah, Spike, you can't come through this. He's like, what the, I've been coming here for 40 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> the second I got money, I got season ticket. I've been a season ticket holder since 1982. <laughs> you know. Whoops. Yeah, you should watch uh, my favorite Spike Lee movie, Crooklyn. I've never seen Crooklyn. Crooklyn is, I think Crooklyn is actually my favorite movie. Really? Yeah, it's a coming of age story about a little girl whose mom uh, gets sick. And she's like, she's the only girl, and she has like non, she has like six or seven brothers or something. Yeah. It's a real, it's a really beautiful film, dog. I've cried watching that movie so many times. I may, I may have seen that movie, no lie, like two hundred times. <laughs> Back in the VHS days, remember VHS? Yeah. Yeah, dude, just watching the same movie and over and over again. That it was like that Lion King, Aladdin. I used to watch those movies like every every weekend, two or three yeah, times a piece. Just have that on lock. Huh? Just yeah, watching Disney movies. Oh yeah, Disney movies were perfect for a kid. Yeah. Now I, I try to show my kids some of the stuff when Disney Plus came out, and they don't even they don't even like it. Like this old. This sucks, yo. When he gonna get into the mech? When he gonna get into the giant mech robot? Right. When the Fortnite guys gonna come in? <laughs> uh, if you cross the Graysbury Bridge, uh, around ten, or not the Graysbury Bridge, um. It's like the it's like where the um, University of Penn exit off seventy six is. Yeah. When you go over this. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the building that looks like a mech? No. What are you talking about? It's got like a big red. It, it looks like a crane, but it's like obviously not a crane. It's like some kind of antenna, and it's like thirty feet tall, and okay. it has one on the other side. No, I don't think I've ever noticed it. Maybe you're schizophrenic and it does it doesn't look like a mech at all. <laughs> Maybe. I'll check it out, dude. Penn is introducing the the Ava program. What is that? Uh, it's neon neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. <laughs> People love that shit. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's pretty good. I used to watch all that Fist of the North Star on VHS as well back in the day. What's what? Uh, Fist of the North Star. I don't know what that is. It's some guy, he just like touches people and their heads explode. Like he punches them so hard that their head explodes. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely yeah. definitely appropriate for a five-year-old boy in South Philly at his grandma's house. <laughs> it was exactly what I wanted to see. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. And I was drunk too. <laughs> Stealing beers. <laughs> yeah. You think crisis? You got any shout outs before we get out? I know you got to go to work soon. Yeah, I got to sign on in four minutes. You got any shout outs? Shout out to the entire Hatsukami Sea House family. Uh huh. Especially Alyssa, Isabella, but you know, you got to get everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie, if you're listening to this, you're a genius. You're a genius. Um, shout out to my family, especially my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to you. Thank and you, sir. Myself. I'm feeling good. You got good, man. That's your podcast, but you get to shout out people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, shout, out to, shout out to Aaliyah again for winning Mario Party. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to, you know what? Shout out to James because he won the first one. So, But he he's a showboat, so I don't really want to give him too much. He's like, <laughs> he's like I'm the king. <laughs> he, he was walking around wilding. Yeah. Shout out to Mario Party, my fam. Shout out to my great-grandma, Sarah. 
yeah. You know what I mean? She's a savage, going on her own terms, telling her, literally calling people to curse them out. <laughs> a fucking G. You hope to be like her someday in that regard. All right, bud. I can't hear you. All right, bud. Thanks. I hope I didn't agree to too much misogyny while I was thinking. You, yeah. you, you said a lot of anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bud. Peace out. Peace out.